welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman, and today we will be talking about theatre ritual and drama as ritual. This is a beginner's guide too, so if you are keen to find out more details about these styles, shoot us an email at asidepodcast at outlook.com, and we can write a full episode on the styles you choose. Without any further ado, we bring you Rituals in Theatre and Drama, a beginner's guide. Ritual. What is it? A quick Google search will tell you that it means either 1. A religious or solemn ceremony consisting of a series of actions performed according to a prescribed order. 2. A series of actions or type of behaviour regularly and invariably followed by someone. 3. An action arising from convention or habit. We will be talking about all three of these today, but to start with, we will contradict Google and say Mercia Eliade, scholar of religion and myth, says that ritual is the bringing to life moments from the past. We are no longer living in chronological time, but in the primordial time when the event first took place. Supposedly, ritual brought back the events of the past and made them present. Doesn't that sound like theatre to you? There are a number of theories on how theatre came to be, although the thinking behind why the shift from religious ritual to theatre occurred, there is little doubt that religious ritual played a vital role in theatre's development. Compare the pair. Ancient Greek theatre. Festival of Dionysus. It was a religious celebration of the god of food, wine and fertility. It was a joyous occasion with songs, dances and music played. A goat was sacrificed, then a chorus of men sang a hymn and presented elaborate movements in honour of Dionysus. Time went on and the hymn was turned into a song. Later again in 500 BCE, Thespis sang some of that song solo and did it wearing masks to represent different characters. He played and acted as if he was divine and the chorus told the story. This slow journey from chant to song to soloed masked character saw the emergence of theatre. The tragedy competitions continued to develop the ritual, with extra actors being added and the size of the chorus shifting, female characters added and stage technologies implemented. Ceremonies play a very important part in Australian Indigenous peoples' culture. They contrast in different territories and regions and are an important part of the education of the young. Some ceremonies act as a rite of passage for young people between 10 and 16 years old, presenting a point of transition from childhood to adulthood. Some ceremonies combine dance, song, rituals, and often elaborate body decorations and costume. The elders organised and ran ceremonies that were designed to teach particular aspects of the law to their people, spiritual beliefs, and survival skills. Distinguishing decorative body painting indicates the type of ceremony being performed. Ceremonial dress varies from region to region and includes body paint, brightly coloured feathers from birds, and ornamental coverings. Compare the pair. Both performances include becoming other by adopting costumes, masks, or face paint. Both include dance, music, and singing, although the instruments are different. Both rituals tell tales relevant to their cultures, and both are about bringing the past into the present, albeit dreaming stories or tales of Greek mythology. Both have evolved to include contemporary stories from indigenous and ancient Greek culture, including morality tales to teach those to learn from the mistakes of others. In both cases, ritual and theatre become one. Ritual was often experienced and performed by the same people who were present at the performances or event. Whole villages of people come together to follow behind a fictional Jesus of Nazareth as he carries his cross to the hill to act out the procession. 
or they participated in folk plays like Plough Monday play from the English Midlands in which a plough was decorated and pulled around the village, thought to have originally been a fertility god carried around the fields on a plough. Or the European folk drama of the Wild Man of the Woods in which a figure covered with leaves representing winter was ritually hunted and they pretended to kill the figure. Folk theatre was not a literary genre. Its prime concern was to fulfil a communal function in the village. However, its significance in the development of theatre was that, being a style with which everyone was familiar, it could provide a rich stimulus for the more serious theatre that supplanted it. Rituals as arising from convention or habit can also be seen in the modern world. But examples existed in the Renaissance theatre where the actors would rehearse a play in the morning and then present the play in the afternoon. Commedia actors would follow rituals in the putting on of their masks and costumes, ensuring to be out of view of the audience. All performances are ritually framed, but what these frames are and what they signify varies from culture to culture, even from one performance to another. Grotowski's poor theatre breaks many of the rules of modern theatre with its emphasis on actor training, unconventional theatre spaces, absence of a stage. It was even inspired by Eastern styles of ceremonial dance and storytelling. The link between actor and the audience, it all smacks of ancient ritual. At least it removes the artifice that contemporary theatre tries to create. Antonin Artaud from Theatre of Cruelty fame uses the robes of ancient Greek ritual in lieu of modern costuming. Artaud believes that the theatre should be rescued from its servitude to psychology and human interest, shifting the focus from the objective and descriptive external world to the internal world, the metaphysical aspects of man. His vision of the theatre includes a resurrection of its mystical quality and a creation of a theatrical language that is not virtual but real, where man must reassume his place between dream and events. The Dadaists praised the absurd and abandoned any traditional means of expression in art, music and poetry. Their poems consist of babbling syllables with meaningless succession. Their music was improvised noise. Their shows combined elements of cabaret shows and burlesque and primitive rituals. But even our mega musicals or a pub comedy night, they're linked by the rituals that invade our works, conventions and habits that have stood the test of time. Do you still use rituals? How about in your rehearsal room, in your process, or your warm-up? The sound of the bell before audiences file in, the humming, the spinal curls and the group hugs, the cleansing of the stage, the checking of the props, not to mention the bows and the encore and the claps between the scenes. Contemporary rituals include the acknowledgement of country and paying respects to our elders, past, present and emerging. Cultural ritual is taken to the extreme in many theatre styles, and here is just one example. No theatre has been performed in Japan in an unbroken lineage over the past 600 years, but it has also been hugely influential on a whole host of avant-garde artists. A range of modern and contemporary playwrights have been inspired by No's plays, which are dense with literary allusions, minimalist poetry and evocative imagery. In No, space and time is not presented realistically. The audience must use their imagination. Characters take only a few steps, but this may represent a great distance. The audience comes to understand that what they are seeing is not necessarily what is occurring. Two actors appear on stage together, but actually they are not in one another's company. While this may be confusing for a first-time viewer, for many people who come to understand these and other conventions, No creates something similar to epic theatre, theatre of cruelty, or surrealism, or absurdism, rather than realistic theatre. Masks, chorus, music, staging, it's all representational and it's symbolic. It is Shinto ritual, and it's powerful. 
So whether you are sacrificing a goat, building a communal ceremonial fire, or making sure you're avoiding phrases like good luck or Macbeth, we all have our rituals. So go break a leg, chookers. Enjoy your rituals. They have been refined for centuries. Well, that is all from us at The Aside. We have 130 episodes of The Aside and counting, so please do look through our bank of episodes and find one that piques your interest. You can find The Aside podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Android podcasting apps. Find us on Facebook at The Aside Podcast. If you would like to ask us a question or you have an idea for a new episode, do not hesitate to contact us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. We answer a number of emails each week, and we're here to help if you need, and we're open to feedback. Thank you to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. Thank you to Aaron Searle for providing the music. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here. And of course, thank you for listening.